when my heart is overwhelmed <laughs> lead me to the rock that is higher than I that whatever you're going through right now there is somebody that you can stand on right now and I wish somebody would praise God right now whatever you're going through whatever situation if sickness is in your body stand on the rock if financial problems are dealing stand on the rock is there anybody here that knows there is somebody that you can rest your feet on he is the solid rock Amen, 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 amen. He's worthy. He's worthy. The Lord is worthy to be praised. Even in his house, he's worthy to be praised. In the midst of a pandemic, he's worthy to be praised. When you have problems all in your life, he's worthy to be praised. He got you to the house of God, you ought to give him praise. Because he is higher than... The rock. Lead me to the rock. Lead me to the rock. That's it, that's it. Lead me to the rock. Say right there, lead me to the rock. Lead me to the rock. Amen. Lead me, lead me to the rock. <laughs> lead me to the rock. Amen, amen. Come on, somebody. Lead me to the rock. Listen, y'all. You are my firm foundation. My Give him praise, somebody. Now you know where you can go. <laughs> now you know where you can go. My solid rock, yeah. When I should have lost my mind. serve a good God and I'm so glad that he is good all the time that even when things are not good around me God is always good this is the day that the Lord has made 
that I will rejoice and be glad in it. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. We serve a worthy God who's always worthy to receive our praise. It's so good to be in the house of the Lord one more time. So good to be in Salem Church. So good to see everybody in the building. For those who are on virtually good to be with you. Thank God for another opportunity to lift up the holy and righteous name of Jesus the Christ. So that we're not uh, in front of you very long this morning. If you will turn with me to Acts chapter 16. Be the glory to God. Be the glory for the things. chapter 16 beginning today with the sixth verse reading your hearing from the English Standard Version the Word of God reads thusly they went through the region of Phrygia and Galatia having been forbidden by the Holy Spirit to speak the word in Asia when they had come up to Mycenae They attempted to go to Bithynia, but the spirit of Jesus did not allow them. So passing by Mycenae, they went down to Troas. And a vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man of Macedonia was standing there urging him, saying, come over to Macedonia and help us. And when Paul had seen the vision, immediately we sought to go into Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. When Paul had seen the vision, immediately we sought to go into Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. Amen. I want to just lift this label on this lesson tonight today and tag this title with this lesson if you will simply God's plan God's plan I was sitting there last week y'all when the pastor was preaching and said it's all in God's plan I said well maybe the Holy Spirit just wants us to hear something dealing with God's plan yeah they wishing they wishing they wishing on me they wishing, they wishing, they wishing on me. I've been moving, I, I, I've been moving calm. Don't start no trouble with me. Trying to keep it peaceful is a struggle for me. Don't pull up at 6 a.m. to cuddle with me. You know how I like it when you loving on me. I don't want to die with them, them to miss me. Yes, I see the things that they wishing on me. Hope I got some brothers that outlive me. They're going to tell the story mess different with me. God's plan. God's plan. These are the words of the hip-hop artist Drake. And I got a lot in the crowd looking at me funny, but the children know exactly where I was going. That these are Drake's words. That Drake says that in his song that People have plans and schemes for me that they want to see me fall down. But right now I'm on the way up. My my gift is rising because it ain't my plan. (laughs) It's God's plan. I, I don't come here this morning, church, to verify the merits of Drake, but he does have something right. No matter what life brings you, it's all in God's plan. 
that our lives are superintended by the plans of God. Jesus or God told Israel when they were going into slavery, we heard it last week, that you ought to build houses and plant gardens because my plan for you that even though you're going to be here 70 years, my plan is to prosper you and to give you a desired end. I'm trying to help somebody. You ought to make your plan, but know your plan is superintended by God's plan. God's plan that, that is superintended by God's plan that you ought to have an agenda for your life but understand your agenda can always be interrupted by the plan of God that, 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 that Paul had an agenda y'all that he had an agenda in the text he had set up his own geography. He had measured the topography. He looked for his way to go. He had spoken with the Holy Spirit to get GPS coordinates of where he was to do ministry. But in the midst of his plan, God changed the plan and said, I got something else for you to do. And I, I hope everybody in here knows. My even daddy told me a long time ago, son, you ought to have a plan. You ought to have your plan. But then once you have your plan, you ought to learn how to work that very plan that you have. I wish somebody was in here with me that you ought to have a plan in life, but you got to understand that even when we have a plan, even when we have an agenda, God also has a plan and he can take our plans, move them out of the way because he's sovereign, he's God, he's in control, and his plan scripts everybody's plan in here. That, that, that Christmas has changed for me, y'all, in the recent years. I, 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 many of us, Christmas is not about getting gifts anymore, is it? It's about the, the time we can spend with those that we love. It's not about the value of the gifts anymore. It's about how we can celebrate the birth of Jesus together. Not too many years ago, y'all, I tried my best, even 21 plus years later, to impress my bride. I tried my best to impress her with gifts, y'all, but she, I've learned that sometimes the impressive gift don't do anything for her, but it's the gift that I have thought about. I wish somebody would here. Somebody married it. Is Are you listening to them during the year and really understand what they want? A couple years ago, she came to me, y'all. She said, I want you to buy me something for Christmas. And when she told me, she said, my wife is a meticulous planner. She said, I want you to buy me this planning booklet. And uh, I thank God I'm smarter than I used to be. When, when she told me that, I took out my phone and took a picture of the planning book and all the accoutrements that went with it. And I went to the store, y'all, and when I went to the store, I went to find a young lady who was at that store, and I said, whatever you do for me today, I need you to get the items that are on this phone right here. I just, I don't care how much they cost, because this is what she said she wanted. And yeah, I know Christmas Day came, and she opened up the expensive stuff, and she said, thank you so much, and she put them to the side, y'all. But then when she got that planning book, for four hours, the, almost all of the rest of Christmas Day, she planned her days. And she planned her weeks and she planned her month and she planned her year. And y'all should have seen the smile on her face as she was putting dots on pages and writing down scripts. And I was trying to figure out what made her so happy, but she was wanting something that would help her with her plan. And even though she plans like that, we've come to learn in our lives in marriage that we can plan every minute, we can plan every second, we can plan every hour, we can plan every day, but it is in God's control to take his plan and superintend over our plan. That is the lesson that we learn today in the book of Acts, that Paul was a man who planned his life. Paul was a man who planned everything about him, but I just come to let you know that you can plan everything about yourself too, but God has a way of interrupting our plans and changing them for his good. <laughs> what it was, it was Paul. He was on the road to Damascus. 
with a plan to arrest those who love Jesus. And while he was on the road to arrest those who love Jesus, God arrested him, knocked him off his beast and said, I got something for you to do. It is not to kill those, but you're going to preach the gospel to those and bring life to them. Can you imagine Paul on his way to Damascus was there to meet somebody there, a dignitary there was going to meet him with his papers to arrest him. And when God arrested him on the road to Damascus, he met another man named Ananias and said, I have scrapped Paul's plans in Damascus and I need your help to give him my plan for him. That Paul was a killer. He was a killer and God stopped him and said, I'm going to be somebody who you're going to give life to people now. And because of who he was, his plan was to go back to Jerusalem with all those folk he had arrested in Damascus. But God said, no, you can't go back now because they might kill you. I got to let you learn and grow a little bit. So Paul learns that he grows in Arabia. And then the plan of God has him eventually to come back to Jerusalem. And there has a man there named Barnabas, who Paul knows as a friend. And Barnabas tells the church at Jerusalem what he used to be. He's no longer anymore. And I thought I'm going to pause right there and help somebody else that what you and I used to be. We are not that anymore. Somebody must not have the kind of life I had. Somebody must not have the skeletons in the closet I have because I can thank God that what I used to be, I'm no longer that anymore. My life has been changed. Life has been changed. Now life has got a new path. And now, now Paul, he has been on one missionary mission. He's been uh, to places in Asia. And he's on his way to go further in Asia. But I'm telling to the text, y'all, because as he was thinking about going further in Asia, the Bible says, if you will, just look at me. Look with me at, me at, verse, at verses number six. It says, as they went through Phrygia and Galatia, having been forbidden by the Holy Spirit to speak the word in Asia, that God arrested Paul and said by his Holy Spirit and said, I don't want you to talk any longer to these folk in Asia. In other words, that God can change the direction that you have for your life and put your direction that he wants you to go on. That, that he stopped him. And thank God that there are times in life that God stops us from what we want to do. Thought I might have some help right there because I'm so glad that God has stopped me from things I wanted to do. Y'all ain't here with me yet. Uh, you remember that particular relationship you thought you wanted with all your heart. And then you learn that they were crazy and you thank God right now that I'm not with them. I didn't marry that person. Anybody remember that job that you just knew you had to have and then you had some mean folk on that job and God gave you a better job. Thank God for forbidding me from going down there. That, 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 that he stopped him. He forbade him. And I can only imagine there are probably at least three reasons. It, it doesn't tell us in the text why he stopped him. But I can imagine in my preacher's heart and mind why he stopped him. One was that maybe the rest of Asia wasn't prepared for Paul. That there are some places in our lives that are not prepared for us, but they may be prepared for somebody else. Uh, that's one thing, but maybe Asia wasn't what maybe Paul wasn't ready for the rest of Asia that we can also thank God that he is building and maturing us for places that we are not ready for yet is there anybody here that knows that had God done for you 20 years ago five years ago five minutes ago what you have now 
you wouldn't have been ready to handle it. Uh, I wish somebody here could talk to me in the truth. That, that you got some stuff right now. That because you got it, you throw your hands up and say, Lord, I know it was only you that gave it to me. But had it been five minutes ago, you would have told God, I did it on my own and I got this by myself. But now I can thank God because he gave it to me. That what I am, he made me. Where I am, he wants me. But then also, the last thing, maybe God wants you somewhere else. That he wants you somewhere else. And that is the testimony in this letter. That he forbade him to go to the rest of Asia. Uh, please, y'all, don't get it twisted. This is God's plan. I don't want you to leave out of here and pray for the plan you want because we need to understand that God has a better plan for us. You know, we live in a world, y'all, where many of us still, even in the church, want to know what's God's plan for our lives. Well, let me tell you some truth this morning. God's plan for our lives go under his plan for our lives. <laughs> Wish I had some help. At the end of the day, it don't matter what your plan is. There's a bigger plan and his plan and his will and his way wants to be made in our lives. And he forbade him to go to Asia. Um, but then it later says, let on that he tried to go somewhere else. And the spirit of Jesus wouldn't let him go there. Ain't nothing wrong with having a plan. The Bible does say that a man plans his ways, but then it says that God orders his Stay, man, amen. Somebody's a Bible reader. That, that, that ordering the steps means that God establishes your steps. That God establishes my steps. Is there anybody here that can thank God that he has established my steps? What he means is that your steps are firm based on his plan. Your steps are sure based on this plan. I can thank God that he has established my steps. He was planning to go somewhere else, and he said the spirit of Jesus forbade him. Now, if y'all give me two minutes, I'm going to teach you a little bit, because it said the Holy Spirit forbade them to go one place. And the spirit of Jesus forbade them to go one place. Let me just break it down real quick. The Holy Spirit and the spirit of Jesus is one and the same person. That, that strangely enough, in the book of Acts, at the very beginning, it says that the Holy Spirit was going to intend the people of God to continue to do the work that Jesus began to do and to teach. That at the end of the day, God's agenda is the Lord Jesus Christ's agenda. And at the end of the day, God's agenda and Jesus' agenda is carried out by the Holy Spirit in the lives of those he loves. If your life has been led by the Holy Spirit, you ought to give God praise and thank him and know that God is leading my life. And Jesus is pretending my life and the Holy Spirit is guiding my life. He tried to get him to go somewhere else. And, and, and we ought to thank God for places that we can't go. Because we have been able to be in some places where had we been there, we might be dead today. Had we been there, we might be bankrupt today. Had we been there, but God forbade us from going there. And you ought to thank God that there are times where he forbade you from being somewhere. That, that I was, I was a peculiar child. That y'all, that I, I, and, and, and don't hear me well, that I got in trouble and had sin and have sin like everybody else. I'm glad somebody said amen. Because don't look at me funny, you do too. But, 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 but I had some friends that they loved trouble and I didn't love trouble. They would, they would find a bottle of something to drink, and I would say, fellas, I think it's time for me to go. They would find something for me to smoke, 
And I would say, fellas, I think it's time for me to go. And y'all can only imagine the names all my friends used to call me. I can't call them today because I might get in trouble. I might get canceled in a cancel culture, what my friends call me. But they call me more than a child of God. But I thank God that I didn't smoke with my friends. I thank God that I didn't drink with my friends. And if you were there smoking and drinking, you ought to thank God that he brought you out of those friends. Yeah, Paul had somewhere to go. And it said that because God forbade him, God gave him direction by a vision. And I thank God that God speaks namely by his word, but also by his spirit. But God still also gives vision. And he gave Paul a vision in the night. The Bible says that he gave him a vision in the night. Y'all don't miss it. Stay in the text, y'all. He says he gave him a vision in the night of a man of Macedonia. Uh, uh, put a period by that. Hang that on the coat hanger. I'm coming back to that. It gave him a vision of a man of Macedonia. And then, strangely enough, when God got the vision of the man of Macedonia, the Bible then says we went to preach the gospel. To them. People think that Luke was now a part of Paul's band, that he was with Silas, but then Luke somehow entered the story and he says, We went to Asia, to, uh, to Macedonia. So they left Asia on their way to Macedonia. So God can forbid us, forbid us, and hold us from going somewhere, but God can also give us direction to go. But also know this. That when God gives us direction to go, his plan may not be exactly the way we think it should go. That we ought to know that even though God gave us vision in the plan, it ain't going to go exactly the way we think it might go. And, and there's nothing wrong with that because God is sovereign. And that means he can do what he wants to do, when he wants to do it, and how he wants to do it. And he does not need the president or the church conference to ratify what he needs to be done. So they go on their way to Macedonia. Uh, Macedonia is present day Greece, y'all. Back in the day, it was split into city states. Macedonia was the big city-state in the north. Then you had Athens in the central of it. Then you had Corinth down below or Achaia. Then you had Sparta. And so even in the world that Paul was in, they were still kind of known for those old names. And it says, I'm going to send you to Macedonia, to northern Greece. And on his way, I'm just convinced that the real place, he went to three places in Macedonia. He went to a place called Berea. He went to a place called Thessalonica. But then I'm just convinced his real intended target was Philippi. Oh, just stay with me. I'm going somewhere. Philippi was, by some regards, the chief city of Macedonia. It was a city that you entered by water port. Now, strangely enough, one of the most ironic things happened in the scriptures in Philippi. Uh, Y'all pick up your pen, take the coat off the coat hanger. You remember the vision was about a man of Macedonia. But when Paul gets to Philippi, the chief two people that he meet in Philippi are women. Uh, I'm trying to get you to God's plan. See, if you think that you can now take God's plan and make it your plan, you need to stop doing that because God's plan is still his plan. When he gets there, there's a woman there named Lydia, y'all. And here's the twist of irony in the Bible. Lydia was in Philippi, which was in Macedonia, but Lydia was from Asia. said Lord you told me to meet a man and now I'm in a woman from Asia he would have messed up God's plan yeah. 
But, but he met Lydia. Lydia was a rich woman, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> Lydia was a rich, faithful woman, y'all. Lydia was a rich, faithful, loving God woman. And thank God that we got women in the Bible. Thank God we got women in the household of faith that can support ministry. Women, Lydia supports ministry. But strange enough, Lydia is not the only woman he meets. There's another woman in Philippi. The Bible says she is a slave girl. And she has a demon, a demon of divination. She is a fortune teller, y'all. But let me tell you something. When you're on God's plan, demons will find you out. I'm trying to help somebody. Don't get mad when folk get on your track. Maybe you just on God's plan. That, that, that as she is moving... This, as Paul and Silas are moving, this little girl follows them because the demon inside of them understands that they have God's plan with them. And every day it says, she goes around saying, these men are the men of the most high God. To the point where the Bible says, Paul got annoyed by her following them. And it says he turned around and spoke to the demon. I'm just trying to help somebody. Maybe God's got you in the place where you can speak to some demons in your life. I'm not talking about your demons. I'm talking about those around you. Many times, Christian folk remain silent when God wants us to speak up and speak to the devil that is in front of us. Paul speaks to her, and here's another twist. She was making money for the Philippian people. And when Paul cast the demon out of her, the money she was making, she could no longer make for the people in Philippi, and they got mad at Paul, and y'all know the story in Philippi, he got thrown in jail. I'm trying to help you. Sometimes the plan of God will get you in prison. Paul got thrown in jail. But here is where I believe the vision comes to fruition. Paul and Silas are in this Philippian jail, shackled to the floor, y'all. Their hands and their feet, they're laying down. Can't y'all see them in stocks? And God, I love folk who no matter where they are, they can't stop and they won't stop praising God. <laughs> that even when you're in stocks in a jail at midnight, you got enough God in you to know that God still works in the night. And Paul and Silas start singing hymns and songs and praises to God. And it says, our pastor helped us, the prisoners heard them. And as they say, y'all, the story goes on to tell how there was an earthquake in Philippi. And during that earthquake, Paul and Silas's shackles came off. And during that earthquake, the doors of the prison swung open. And during that earthquake, all the prisoners had a chance to leave prison. But let me tell you something, they stayed in prison. Well, preacher, why did they stay? Well, there was a jailer there who was Philippian. And in that night, the jailer, as the, the bars broke open, the jailer said, uh, have y'all, he was going to kill himself, thinking that the prisoners have escaped. And Paul, I can imagine in his mind, says, Lord, I got your plan. Because God's plan can be such that it can rescue one soul. That Lydia got saved by Paul. That the demon girl was vanquished by Paul. But also the Philippian jailer was saved by Paul. And I thank God that there are times in life that his plan will lead me to a place that maybe I don't want to be. 
so that I can help save somebody who needs to know who he is. I wish y'all heard me this morning because sometimes the plan of God don't go the way I want it to go. But God may have somebody in my life or in your life that he's wanting to use the plan with. Well, I thought I might have a witness to the plan of God, but maybe I ought to bring my own. Come here, Joseph. Your plan was to be a beautiful son to your father, but your plan was in that your brothers would kill you or try to kill you, sell you into slavery, put you in prison. But it was in prison that your plan came to fruition. God led you to the palace and you saved your family. Come here, David. The plan of God was that your brothers, somebody thought your brothers should be the king of Israel. But while all your brothers were being looked at, Samuel the prophet said, no, that ain't the one I want. There, do you have another son? He said, well, I got another son, but he's just a little boy out in the shepherd. And then God said, that's who I want for my plan. I'm trying to help somebody. Your plan. Well, Jesus himself, even in his world, I'm sure the Lord had a plan. Uh, his plan was to be born king, but he was born king, but in a stable. That this was the plan of God. That the plan of God was that he would be raised up in Galilee. This is the plan of God. The plan of God when he went down to Jerusalem to celebrate the feast. The plan of God was that he would go celebrate with his family. But sometime in the plan, he got lost. And when his mother and father were looking for him, they said, son, where have you been? He said, well, I must be about my father's business. This was the plan. The plan of Jesus was to heal the sick. <laughs> and to raise the dead. But the plan of Jesus went all the way to Calvary's hill. The plan of Jesus was in Gethsemane's garden. And when Jesus was there, the plan was that God would pray and nobody prayed with him and Jesus bled all night. This was the plan. The plan was him for him to die on an old rugged cross. This was God's plan. And you ought to thank God that God's plan may have some pain in it. But at the end of the day, God's plan got victory in it. He died one Friday and he died that Friday. They laid him in a borrow tomb. This was the plan of God. But I'm trying to tell somebody, even though your plan means in death, and even though your plan goes to the grave, there is one more move in your plan. That God got him up early on Sunday morning. This was the plan of God. And whatever you're going through. Because Jesus got up. Wherever your life is. If it's down. Because God's plan is to raise you up to. Is there anybody here that knows God's plan. Ends in your raising. God's plan. Ends in your victory. God's plan. Ends in your glory. Is there anybody here that can thank God. That while I might be on the plan, I may have trouble on the plan. I may have heartache on the plan, but I know that God will raise me up. That is his plan. Thank God for his plan. That, that, that. Go ahead and deal with where you are right now. It's all in God's plan. Go ahead and cry your tears in the midnight hour. It's all in God's plan. Go ahead and pray your prayers at night. It's all in God's plan. Because there is coming a day where his plan will show glory to you. His plan will show victory to you. His plan will glorify you. Go ahead and understand it's in his plan. That I don't know who I was talking to this morning, but I, I just want to help somebody understand that your life is not only in his plan, but it's in his hands. That, that wherever you may be, that your life is in his hands. And that you ought to thank God that my life is in his hand. That I know that I can make it. 
I know that I can stand. No matter what I go through, my life is in his hands. Amen. Lift up. Stand on your feet. Amen. That's right. My life is in. Ooh, with Jesus I can take it. With him I know I can stand. And all matter what may come my way, my life is in his hand. With him I know I can make it. With the Lord I can truly stand And no matter what may come my way My life The sermon this morning is to help you where you are right now That if you have midnight hours and troubles in your life Know that your life is in the plan of God and your life is in his hands. That wherever you are, God can change the direction of your life. He can lead you down a path that goes another way and that other way can end in the victory of his plan. That if you don't know who Jesus is in the free pardon of your sin, I just bid you to come. Come give your life to him. Just come and stand and we'll accept you here at the Salem Church. The Bible says that believe on the Lord Jesus and you will be saved. That if you confess it with your mouth and believe it with your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. And I can testify with many of those who are in the room and many of those out there that he did it for us. And he'll also do it for you. Because your life is in his hands come on somebody with Jesus I can take it with him I know I can stand and no matter what come on somebody come on wherever you are come on your life your life is in his hand your life is in his hand Let's pray, Lord, we come at this moment praying for somebody who was ready to give up because the place that they're in, they didn't realize that it was in the plan of God, that that he forbid me from going one place and kept me from going somewhere else, but placed me on another path and I was wondering why am I on this path but I've come to realize that this path is the plan of God that this path will lead me in a path of righteousness this path will lead me to a safe place this path is God's plan and Lord we know you have all power in your hands and we know you have even us in your hands and my prayer is Lord that you comfort the heart of that person right now Be with them and let them know I am still the Lord and I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you, but you are in my hand. And because you're in my hands, you're going to fulfill my plan. Lord, if there's somebody in the world virtually that is listening, we pray for them that please, Lord, wipe the tears from their eyes and let them know that where they are right now, you're just in my plan. Even your tears are in my plan. Even your heartache are in my plan because my plan will lead you to a desired end. It'll give you victory. It'll give you joy. 
It'll give you peace. It'll give you long-suffering. Lord, we thank you for your plan. That your plan led Jesus all the way to Calvary. That he died, got up early Sunday morning. It is in his plan. But one day, the same Jesus that died is coming back to get us for his own. And we know, Lord, this is all is in your plan. Lord, we pray for those right now. We pray in the master's name of Jesus. And the children of God said, amen. Amen, amen. You may be seated. With Jesus, I can take it. With him, I know. And no matter what may come my way. My life is in your hand. One more time. With Jesus, I can take it. With Jesus, I can take it. With him, I know I can stand. No matter what Give God praise, give God praise. Give him praise, give him glory. Amen, amen. So glad to be in the house of God again. So glad to see all the faces. So glad for those who are with us virtually. Thank God again just for giving us grace in another day. Uh, just some notes on this morning as we are exiting our youth and child of the month are here. Amen. Give God praise for our youth and child of the month. We'll start with our youth of the month, Mr. Amari Holmes. Amari, I think, is here, right? Stand up, sir. Amen. Amen. Parents, uh, Chandra Matthews, Reverend Chandra Matthews, thank God for Amari. Our child of the month is Edward Johnson. Amen. Give God praise for Edward. Kawanza Middles Brooks is parent there. Just keep praying for all of those in our family that are dealing with bereavement and that are dealing with heartache. Uh, Keeping your prayer, the family of uh, Tony C. Smith, his homegoing service will be held this coming Saturday, the 13th of November at 1 p.m. here at the Salem Church. And just want to thank God again for his life and want to pray continually for his family and those families that have dealt with loss. Uh, Continually, I want to thank God again on today for your prayers for our first lady, Sister Bev. Amen. Amen. Sister Bev is doing much, much better. And strangely enough, y'all, she is on vacation. And so give God that she's doing well enough that she can travel now. So also thank God for our pastor who is with Sister Bev. Amen. Amen. And they are on vacation. I want to thank God for him and his absence. I want to thank God continually for those who work tirelessly here, staff at Salem Church for our ministry. Give God praise for our children on today, our young people. I'd rather we say that. Sing of us. Give God praise. I don't know where he went, Brother Jason. He has a very good name. Amen. Give God praise for his name. Amen. Amen. Brother Jason, our, one of our worship leaders. Uh, again, continually in the spirit of safety and security, if you will, exit our sanctuary today to my left and your right. Um, and if you will, you please fellowship with one another in the parking lot. Continually we ask and we thank God for the stewardship of the body of Christ here at Salem Church for all the giving that is happening not, not only virtually but those who continually bring your gifts here. We ask, thank, we thank God for your giving and your gifts. And you can place an offering. I don't know if the receptacles are here. Are the receptacles here, Brother Ron? They'll be here. Amen. Okay, good. They are here. So thank God for that on your way out if you choose to give here at the sanctuary. If we'll rest on your feet, stand on your feet. Amen. Let me say it like that. Resting on your feet sounds very old. And I had a phone call from a child, uh, uh, a good friend of mine, not a couple of weeks ago. And he was laughing because he didn't know what rest on your feet meant. And his mother told him, mean, stand to your feet. So I'll make sure I say stand to your feet. Amen. Stand to your feet. God be with you till we meet again. Amen.
able to keep us from stumbling and able to present us blameless before his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise God be glory, be majesty, be dominion and power now henceforth and forevermore. And the church of God said, There are several ways to submit your tithe and offering. Online at www.thechurchwithzeal.org slash give. On Cash App at dollar sign the church with zeal. Via the Givelify app. By mail to Salem Missionary Baptist Church, P.O. Box 817, Lilburn, Georgia 30048 or in person at the church office on Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. It's not necessary to wait until Sunday to give. Online, Givelify, Cash App, or mail-in contributions may be submitted on any day of the week. Thank you for your continued support of the ministry at Salem Missionary Baptist Church.